Tuesday of this week, Kamloops City Council met for their regular meeting, and among the topics of conversation, social issues within the community. Yeah, this has been an ongoing conversation for really the past month or so. I mean, obviously it goes far beyond that, but there has been a real focus on those street-affected individuals in our Kamloops community over the past number of weeks. So I spoke yesterday afternoon with the mayor of Kamloops, Mr. Ken Christian, to talk about Tuesday's meeting, what was discussed, how do we improve those social issues moving forward? And uh, we'll start things off here as uh, I asked him a little bit about uh, Kamloops RCMP Superintendent Sid Leckie appearing before council. He does this on an annual basis, and, and he also provides reports, I believe it's every quarter, on just sort of what police activity looks like within the community. But actually being in person, and especially given the topic of conversation here recently, a really good time to be able to pick the brain of Kamloops' top cop. So here's my conversation that I had yesterday afternoon with Kamloops Mayor, and Christian. Well, thanks so much for the time as always. Now let's get into what took place here at council this week. A real extension of uh, the special council meeting and parts of, of what we talked about here earlier this week, or, or sorry, last week in regards to that special council meeting with uh, superintendent of the Kamloops RCMP, Sid Leckie, attending uh, on Tuesday here. Uh, I guess just I wanted to start with the importance of having someone like Sid in attendance for these types of discussions around social issues. Um, obviously, police are a big uh, factor in in helping to deal with these. Uh, so just uh, initial response to some of what you heard from Sid during the meeting on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, uh, yesterday we had an opportunity to hear from the superintendent uh, and officer in charge of the Calum's Detachment, and that's an annual event where he pr provides the sort of urine review. Uh, he also provides quarterly reports through our uh, community services committee. So, you know, this is uh, just more of the transparency and accountability that the RCMP are now instituting in, in Kamloops under Sid's leadership. So, you know, uh, it was good, uh, and I think uh, he touched on a number of areas, uh, you know, increase in, in uh, crimes against business and uh, the uh, increasing problems with uh, the um, street-affected population, but also uh, everything from missing persons through to traffic. So it was a very comprehensive uh, and well-rounded discussion. Yeah, and I know, you know he's, he mentioned how things have kind of gotten a little bit worse in terms of crime throughout the course of this pandemic. I guess, what is your concern level with what we've seen in terms of police activity over the past year? Yeah, I mean, some elements uh, have gotten worse and, and others actually have gotten better. Uh, you know, uh, break and enters and, and traffic and, and some of those things have uh, actually slowed down a bit. But, you know, uh, in terms of the street, uh, I think the fact that there are fewer people on the street, uh, those that are street affected are far more uh, obvious. And, and uh, so the behaviors that we're seeing, and, and some of them are beyond their control. These are people who have serious uh, mental health and addictions issues. Uh, those behaviors are really starting to uh, interface badly with uh, customers and business. And so we have this kind of uh, uh, tension on the streets. And I think uh, Sid was talking about some of the interventions that the police are providing in terms of trying to calm that situation. Well, one of the highlights from Sid's presentation that I know our, our council reporter there, Colton Davies, um, really, really highlighted was uh, Sid's mentioning of the idea of providing a, a safe drug supply for street-affected individuals. You know, we've kind of seen that um, with other things. We talked about the concerns um, just sort of in a general sense, uh, you know, in previous years around uh, marijuana and how things would change if that became legal, which it, of course, has. And, and you know, even going back to, like, prohibition and how government-controlled alcohol has made a difference. 
difference in some of those kinds of controls. Do you do you appreciate the idea of a safe drug supply being available to street affected individuals? And I guess it goes beyond street impacted people as well. Yeah, I, I think it's just an example of how forward thinking uh, our superintendent is. We've heard that call from uh, the chief of police in Vancouver and Victoria, those municipal health, uh, police departments, but we haven't heard that as much from the RCMP. And I think, uh, you know, Sid is uh, kind of going out on a limb in terms of the organization there. But as I said to him yesterday, uh, you know, I'm out on the limb with him because that is clearly the only way that we're going to be able to save lives. And uh, if you look last year in Kamloops. Uh, unfortunately, we had three homicides, and, and that's not good. Uh, and there was a lot of coverage in and around them. But we also had 60 people die of overdoses on the streets of Kamloops last year, and, and we didn't hear as much about that. And it's just an enormous loss of life and, and uh, something that we have to do a better job as a community uh, in terms of uh, uh, combating. Um. One of the things that did get discussion on the special council meeting from last week was this idea about security at social housing units within the city of Kamloops. I believe you were one who voted against that motion when it initially came up. And it came up again yesterday for a little bit of clarification. And I spoke with Councillor Sinclair earlier today um, just because she was also voting against that concern about who the heck is going to be paying for that. Uh, did you get some comfort uh, or, or a little bit more um, clarity on where that money will be coming for to pay for a service like that and also that not every social housing unit would have to have this only ones that maybe this the city identifies as problem areas if you will yeah well i can tell you who won't be paying for it and that's the taxpayers of camops uh, i mean uh, we uh, are um, you know per partners in in the social housing game but largely that partnership is us identifying lands and doing zoning and and that kind of thing related to the projects. It's not to do with the operation of the projects. And I, I think what council did yesterday was add a little bit more precision to uh, what they had talked about the week before. And, and that was a bit of a, a, a broad brush approach. Perhaps the brush was a bit too broad. And, and uh, now uh, with a, a little bit more accuracy, we're trying to identify those kinds of uh, supportive and transition housing facilities that are creating problems problems in neighborhoods, they have a history, and that uh, those are the ones that should be uh, uh, better served by uh, security uh, services, not only in the premise, but around the premise. Where, where does this conversation kind of go from here? I know council has made the request to, uh, you know, the province to the Minister of, of Housing, Mental Health and Addictions, as well as the Ministry of Health to kind of get together and, and, and discuss. And I know this is an con ongoing conversation with the Urban Mayor's Caucus that you're a part of here as well. I guess is it... I don't want to say the conversation's done here at the city level by any means because there's still a long ways to go, but do you need more help from, from the provincial level here to, to continue to push this agenda forward? We need more help from a whole bunch of areas. Uh, we need more help from business. We need more help from uh, faith-based groups. Uh, we need more help from the provincial and the federal government. Uh, it's obvious that we're not meeting the needs of a, a, a good segment of our population and uh, that their uh, lot in life is getting worse. And, and uh, we as a community need to do better by them. So, you know, I, I think uh, council was really reflecting uh, a frustration that we're hearing from the community and uh, if there was an easy fix we would have done it uh, 
but there isn't an easy fix. It's a very much a multi-pronged approach and, uh, you know, everything from a sobering center to uh, better uh, facilities to deal with detox, uh, facilities for women, facilities for youth, uh, complex care uh, facilities that uh, uh, provide a, a safe and protective environment for those that uh, really can't cope with their uh, mental health condition or the uh, the uh, medications that are required to maintain a balance. So, you know, those are the kinds of things that we need to uh, talk to uh, other levels of government and uh, to other service providers about getting uh, those things in place for uh, Camel's residents. Shifting gears here a, a little bit, Mayor, um, a new Rayleigh subdivision was on the table on uh, Tuesday here. I guess just, I believe it's 40-some new houses that are expected to be going up as a result of this. Uh, you know, I think it's a decade in the making here, so down the road we're talking about, but uh, probably a, a positive news to see, you know, more more housing come online, something that's, uh, you know, constantly an issue here in Kamloops, and uh, I know I think you're in the, the Juniper area, right, is where you reside, so this is kind of in, in well, sort of towards your neck of the woods, is it not? Uh, no, actually, it, it's uh, the opposite direction. But notwithstanding that, uh, <laughs> yes, we <wow>. do <laughs> we do need uh, more residential uh, housing opportunities in Kamloops. And I, I think uh, as we start to see an exodus from the Lower Mainland, uh, people are looking for uh, those single-family uh, housing opportunities, and so we need more lots. Uh, now, the question of the lots in Rayleigh, uh, you know, there was some concern about the fact that Rayleigh doesn't have uh, sanitary sewer. It's on septic tanks and and how does that look uh, in terms of the amount of land that needs to be dedicated for on-site sewage disposal and and uh, backup systems and the like also the concern raised about uh, traffic in that area and the fact that uh, the railway uh, quite often blocks access to Rayleigh so you know those kinds of concerns were uh, discussed by council but on balance it was felt that uh, the project was uh, a worthy one and we ought to approve it has there been, uh, just because you brought it up, the concerns about the, the disconnection that occurs when we see rail lines kind of stopping in the middle of roadways sometimes? I know this has been kind of an ongoing issue uh, throughout since, well, since I've gotten here and probably dates back before me, but uh, yeah, has there been any progress uh, on that? I mean, I haven't really heard much of it over the course of this winter, and I imagine uh, the concerns may pick up as we get towards warmer weather. Has any changes been, been made, or have you heard any progress in recent times uh, about uh, rail, rail cars stopping? in the middle of roads here? No, it hasn't gotten better. In fact, it's it's probably gotten worse. And, and the reason for that is that the length of trains is, is getting longer and longer uh, as we start to move a lot of commodities, uh, you know, by uh, train and uh, trying to get to the port of Vancouver. So uh, what we're seeing is that these trains uh, tail off across uh, busy crossings. And uh, as such, uh, they have, uh, you know, blocked crossings things for uh, longer periods of time than and we would normally expect and uh, that creates two problems it, it, it backs up uh, traffic and affects commerce but more importantly it uh, can interfere with an emergency response so that's the piece that we're working with the railways on and and uh, we want to make sure that that's uh, uh, front of mind for them because uh, it's certainly front of mind for our first responders 
And uh, just since we're on the topic of Rail 2, we just got an email into our newsroom here earlier this afternoon just talking about um, the fact that the Rocky Mountaineer is looking to resume operations here starting June 1st in its Canada run. Um, that's obviously a significant one for Kamloops, right, to be able to bring people into the community and, and provide some tourism dollars. And June, of course, is a time we're looking at when hopefully we got a lot more vaccines and arms by that point. Just uh, happy to see that the tourism sector seems to be slowly rebounding here, obviously a significant sector for our community. Yeah, you know, uh, speaking of Rocky, I mean, they actually participated directly in uh, the Mayor's Task Force on Economic Recovery and Renewal. And, you know, they're a big part of uh, our uh, tourism and hospitality uh, economy here in Kamloops. And so uh, we are very anxious to hear them coming back. Uh, one of the limitations is obviously going to be uh, the fact that the cruise ship industry has been shut down until mm -hmm. 2022 now. So that's going to impact their uh customer base, but also the border closures. And uh, this has been a product that has predominantly been uh, picked up by uh, international travelers, not so much uh, uh, Canadian travelers. So I think what they're trying to do is shift a bit in terms of their marketing and see if they can get a, a, a semblance of the uh, service back in play. I think that's all on my plate here today. Ken, anything else you wanted to add before I let you go? No, I think that's great. And uh, once again, thank you for the coverage of Camel City Council. Awesome stuff. Have a great day. We'll, we'll catch up again soon. You bet. That's Kamloops Mayor there, Ken Christian. Lots of interesting stuff there within that. And of course, that ongoing conversation around social issues is just one that needs to continue to be had because we definitely need to see some improvement in that area, not just here in Kamloops, not just here in BC, but really nationwide and probably globally as well. But let's focus on our own backyard. And of course, that means fixing the issues as best we can right here in Kamloops. I also can't believe I said Rayleigh and Juniper were near each other. Free. That sounded dumb.